creating a set time every day and find that time that works for you, whether you're a night person or a day person, and knowing from that time that all you're going to do is grind. Welcome back to Young Smart Money. My name's Apple Greider and I'm your host. Now today, the person that we're talking with, his name is the Wolf of Wi-Fi Money. That's what he goes by online. His real name is Michael, but that's what he goes by online. And, and what he is all about, he's all about drop shipping, okay? If you've ever heard of drop shipping, you, you've probably seen the ads online, people making tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars doing drop shipping. And today we have somebody on the show who is making a lot of money doing drop shipping, but he is gonna give us how, how it really is, okay? He's not gonna fluff it up with, with all of that um, sort of propaganda that goes around with, with how dropshipping is a get-rich-quick scheme, but he's gonna give it to us real, tell us how he is making multiple six figures through multiple different dropshipping stores, how we all got started, and his story from the beginning. Hopefully you guys can take away some actionable tips if you're looking to get started on dropshipping, or if you're just looking to start a business in general, there'll be a lot of key, key takeaways here that Michael is dropping throughout the interview. Otherwise, guys, I don't want to waste any more of your time, so without further ado, let's get right into the interview. But before we do, I have one quick announcement, guys. I have a new website. It's called the Online Course Examiner. It's sort of a comparison tool for you to look at different online courses that are out there, compare them, see which one would be best for you. It's completely free to use. There's also a blog over there as well. But again, that's onlinecourseexaminer.com. Link will be in the show notes as well. Otherwise, I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Have a good day. Michael, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am doing just fantastic. So for our listeners that aren't familiar with you, what you do and what the wolf of Wi-Fi money, which is what you go by online is all about, could you give us like a brief, I don't know, like 30 second to a minute overview of what you're all about? So basically what I do is what's called drop shipping. Okay. Um, so if you're not familiar exactly what drop shipping is, basically it's just buying products wholesale from China, selling them to consumers at a higher price and nine out of ten of the times if you scroll through Instagram through Facebook and you see those ads for those products that's from somebody like me all right cool 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 I dig it I dig it so where I like to start with a lot of my guests it's a question I've been asking a lot lately is first of all do you consider yourself an entrepreneur definitely yeah okay. definitely what, is, what does entrepreneur mean to you? Because everybody has a slightly different definition. Uh, I want to hear about what, what that word means to you and, and why you associate yourself with it. What I, I feel like what's happening with the word, with the term just in general, is mm -hmm. especially in this day and age, it might be just feeling like it's getting very overused. Yeah. You know, everybody considers themselves an entrepreneur if they sell one thing online or if yep. they you know, sell something on eBay that they haven't used in two weeks. Bam, <laughs> an entrepreneur, you know? <laughs> And here's the thing. I think that if you just have that mindset constantly of looking at things and trying to solve a problem to them or trying mm -hmm. to offer some sort of value in the equation, you can consider yourself an entrepreneur. That's what I would say considers what I would consider one. And I feel like it's something that you just are kind of a born with, not really something you learn. Really? Yeah, I feel like that it's something that you're kind of rather born with and you can learn. I mean, you can learn, you know, how to make money, whether it be online, whether it be in person, but a lot of the true entrepreneurs, you know, the big guys, the Jeff Bezos, the Gary Vaynerchuks, I feel like it's, they were born with that, you know? Yeah. There's, there's definitely a certain like spirit that you, if you're going to take it to like that next level, that Gary V, that Jeff Bezos, that oh, Mark yeah. Zuckerberg level, you definitely need to have a little bit more than the average <laughs> Joe is born with. I would definitely agree with that. But yeah, like you said, there are definitely strategies and, and ways that you can learn to make money online without having to be like a true bred, like 
all the way through entrepreneur. 100%. Through yes, definitely. Definitely. So where, where did you get started with entrepreneurship? Like when did you first, like talk about your childhood actually, like starting oh. out, did you, did you have any like entrepreneurial tendencies Were you like selling, I don't know, juice boxes in the lunchroom <laughs> or what did that look like? So I really started doing entrepreneurship, but when I was really, really young, I mean, you know, I did the classic lemonade stand when sure. I was you know, young. I was always just fascinated by, you know, how, how people make money, you know, mm -hmm. making money and, and just the, the whole concept behind it. Um, my first real business, I would say, was when I was about 15 years old and I got started with Instagram hmm. and I actually started to sell promotions on Instagram before right. Instagram was even acquired by Facebook. There was no ads advertising wow. on it. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, it was really just selling almost like shout outs to hmm. companies. Yeah. And I got started with that. And just from there, it's, I feel like once you do get started with anything, it kind of is just a snowball effect. One mm -hmm. thing leads to another, which leads to another, which leads to another. So I feel like from that point, when I was only 15 years old and I got started with that one business, it led to the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. <laughs> hmm. Well, where'd you get the idea to do that? So it actually was more of something that I realized after the fact that I can monetize. Hmm. So it was something I did for fun. Okay. And this is what I say a lot of the time with anybody who's really looking to make money is find something that you actually love doing in the first place and find yep. a way to monetize that thing. 100%. So it was, I was just doing it for kind of fun. Instagram was new. It was a new social media platform. I loved just building a social presence, having followers, um, being, you know, a quote unquote influencer. Yeah. And then I was sitting one day and I realized, you know, wait, I could probably make money with this. You know, mm -hmm. I could probably sell promotions to companies. I see some people doing that. Let me try. And what that started was that one thing led to me ending up continually selling promotions on a day-to-day -day basis to the point where it became a real business hmm. in and of itself. So it was more of a passion. And then I realized, and I thought to myself, how can I monetize this? Yeah. So did you have a pretty wide network of like Instagram accounts, like big accounts or, or what yeah. were you selling these on? So it started with my personal account and okay. then we, I went or kind of created a wide array of accounts. And at one point we had, I had, I was doing it with a friend and at one point we had almost 2 million followers Wow. And now don't forget, this was in like 2015. Wow. So this was like, we were like Ariana Grande, I remember had like 2 million followers. So we were like, yeah, Dang. it was crazy. <laughs> That's wild. Did you end up selling those accounts off or? Yeah, we ended up selling the accounts. We, um, it was internal issues, a little bit of extra, you know, it was mm -hmm. a bunch of combinations of things that just, we realized we were better off just selling the accounts at the time it was. Mm -hmm. and just moved on just moved wow. on to the next thing that's what it's all about <laughs> what was what was the next thing for you like what did you move on to after those so after that is when i really started to because that was my high school and then i moved yeah. on to college and this is where i discovered drop shipping mm -hmm. this is kind of really the the life change so what happened was is that i went to college went to indiana <laughs> university went from high school and uh and i was sitting there and I wanted to, you know, somehow make some money. 
what I realized is that what I've been doing for the past six months while I was there is buying things online from whether it be DHgate, AliExpress, mm-hmm. and selling it to my friends who needed things. You know, I make 20 bucks here, 50 yeah. bucks there. It was cool. It was a nice little income of money. It wasn't consistent, but it was common. Yeah. So I was headed home for winter break from my first semester of college, mm-hmm. and I get delayed for three hours. So I'm sitting in the airport, and I scrolling through Instagram and I see these ads coming on to me and I'm saying to myself, you know, these guys are advertising. I see like Facebook always promoting advertise with us. It can't be that hard. I wonder if I could advertise the products I'm selling to my friends hmm. and sell it to other people. Yeah. So this is like a, a real kind of, I've never really heard somebody getting into it like this. Yeah. I, real unique story because I didn't even realize I was doing drop shipping for about three or four months. I didn't <laughs> know the term. And so what happened was is that I went online and I looked up you know, creative free website, mm-hmm. found the cheapest one. I think it was like Big Cartel. I, I didn't even use <laughs> Shopify. I didn't know what I was doing. And I created a website for the next two and a half hours, three hours. I was in the airport. I'm like, I'm going to finish this website. But I went home, I finished. And then I just started launching ads, like not even knowing what I was doing. <laughs> really just throwing it out there. And somehow, some way, it caught on. I shared it with my friends. I shared it with people. And the store went on to do extremely well. In the next three months, I had no idea. I thought I was some sort of genius. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I, nobody else is doing this. Nobody knows to sell these cheap products from China. And then I, you know, I realized, oh wait. All oh, those other ads you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really how I got into it. And then, you know, I just learned and learned and learned. Wow, that's really interesting because most people get into selling like drop shipping or, or selling online because they see somebody's YouTube video of how they're making yeah. tens of thousands or millions of dollars doing this. And then they're like, oh, I want to do that. But that's very interesting that for you, it was kind of the other way around and you were just kind of doing something you already enjoyed and we're just trying to take it to the next like scalable level. So I think that's yeah. very, very interesting. When you, when you were getting started, obviously it doesn't sound like you really had like a team around you or anything. So was it really just you getting started with drop shipping on your own? Did you have any sort of mentors that you look up to or was, was it really just you? At first it was completely me. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of a lone wolf. I was just doing my thing and I wasn't even sure what it was called. I wasn't even sure what I was doing, but yeah. I knew it was making me a, a good amount of money. Um, once I, I remember one time I was explaining it to one of my, my friends, I was telling him exactly how it does work, you know, where I get the products from, how it's, and, and he just looked at me and he said, so you do dropship. I said, what? <laughs> What, is that? what do you mean? He's like, that's what you're doing. It's called drop shipping. Look it up. <laughs> Watch YouTube videos. And then I looked that up and I was like, it was like a revelation. I'm like, oh, mind blown. <laughs> and there were so many things I was like not even doing at all that I realized that so many other people would do. And it, and it 10 X my entire, like what I can tell anybody to do is definitely there is so much free information online. Yep. You can really take in, like, you know, if it is obviously beneficial for someone to go and purchase a course or sure. purchase a program because it puts it, but if you really are on a budget, you know, you're in college, you're, you're paying down loans, there's so much free information that you yeah. can just take on the web, take in, really put it to action and do really well with. But 100%. I did find somebody um, within my town that had three successful dropshipping stores. Wow. And he introduced me to a lot. I sat down with him one day 
went to like a coffee shop, just walked me through everything. He looked at my store. I looked at his, he was blown away how my store is even working. He's like, I've never heard of such a thing. You have to go to Shopify, dude. What are you doing on uh, cartel? He's like, are you nuts? <laughs> and, um, and so I switched, I switched a lot of things up. I learned a lot of new things. I found new products and it really was just a case by case basis with me. Like I lost a ton of money testing strategies I thought would work. So it was a trial and error mm -hmm. for more for me, but I just learned I, and I continue to learn every day. Yeah. I mean, you have to, I have like, if you're an entrepreneur, you have to be striving to get to that next level to, to learn that new thing. Because if you remain, remain stagnant, you're just going to sit there and people are going to pass you by. So it, it really is a game of constantly adapting to whatever life throws at you and really trying to get to that next level. I completely agree with that. Can yeah. you talk about some of the, uh, the biggest challenges that you did face when you were trying to bring this thing to life? Because obviously it sounds like you didn't really know a lot about what you were doing while you were doing it. So can you talk about some of the biggest like roadblocks and hurdles that you faced? Yeah. So not so much with the actual first store, believe it or not, I, I consider myself lucky on the first store. I feel like it kind of just clicked very easily for me. But then what happened was is I hit a couple roadblocks, even though it was successful. And I always tell people this is I actually ran into problems because I, I was if you're familiar with how dropshipping works, you have to obviously you sell the product first. Mm -hmm. But what happens is, is if you're selling a product for $20 and somebody's buying it for, and you're buying it for, let's just say $5 on AliExpress, sure. you're making the 15, but it takes about three to four days for that money to get to your actual bank account. So mm -hmm. usually putting up the money first for three days until the money transfers into your account. Okay. I was doing so many orders that I actually at one point ran out of money. I was using a debit card and I, I wasn't able to actually even fulfill the orders. So what I realized and what I would tell anybody who starts up and obviously to use this with um, a lot of responsibility, but a credit card really? can make a huge difference when you're fulfilling orders, especially if you're successful. That's, you know, it was off the bat, but when I continued to go on and, I met that kid who was more experienced with drop shipping. You know, I ran into the challenges that a lot of people do that I thought, you know, oh, wait, this, this isn't working again. Was it a one-time thing for me? Mm. You know, I thought this can't possibly, you know, this can't work a second time over. It's not really there. Maybe the market's not there. And I doubted. I did always, I thought to myself, you know, doubting it, but I just continued to kind of push through knowing that, if he can do it and he can do it and he can do it, why can't I do it? Exactly. Exactly. If other people are doing it that look like you, that sound like you, that are, that are coming from the same places as you, why, why can't you do it? So for our listeners that aren't super familiar with the whole dropshipping business model, I know at the beginning you give us a brief overview of it, but like, so, so what I'm getting is it sounds like you are creating some kind of website and you're listing items that you don't actually own. Is that, is that how it sort of works? Yeah. So basically how it works is you find products online. Usually they're from websites like AliExpress or what kind of websites are those? They're basically wholesale Chinese websites. Okay. So they're suppliers and manufacturers in China who sell rather some, it's an off branch of Alibaba. The okay. thing is with Alibaba, they sell some quantities of 5,000, 10,000 items. Mm-hmm 
a lot of people don't have the money to buy 10,000 items at once, especially if they're not sure if, he's, if it's even going to work. So yep. what AliExpress does is it actually sells you the same item for, let's just say six bucks, really cheap, mm -hmm. less than you'll find pretty much anywhere else online. Okay. Um, it's not only Chinese suppliers. They do have some U.S. suppliers. More and more every day they're adding that as well. Hmm. But it's essentially just cheaper items. Yeah. So what you're doing with dropshipping is you're finding these items and you're saying, okay, this is, this is a great item. You know, this could definitely sell. You know, I know that. And I always say to reverse engineer it. So sure. if I'm looking at an item for dogs, I would say this is, this is something dog people would love. You know, this is something they would buy. This is something they would spend 25 bucks like that on an impulse buy. Hmm. So you find those items and you basically create a site revolved around that niche. Okay. Professional, you know, the sites that you would see advertised to you any day. They look mm -hmm. really, sometimes you might see a site and not even realize that they're drop shipping because they just make it look so professional and nice and because that's really what you're in the business in. Yeah adding that professionality to the product that you're selling. Mm -hmm. And so what you would do is now you find the product, you create the site, and now it's all about marketing. You become a marketer mm -hmm. and you start advertising on Facebook. You start advertising on Instagram. You start advertising on, on Google, pay-per-click, you know, influencer marketing just to get eyes on your product, on your website that you're selling. Okay. And when you sell it, you basically collect the difference. So if you're buying something for $5 and you're selling it for $20, you keep $15 on every single sale. Okay. And the beauty of it is that you sell the item first before you then go ahead and buy the item for the customer and mm -hmm. it gets automatically shipped to them. So essentially you never need to even touch products. You don't need to be you know, shipping out things. You don't need to be, you know, printing shipping labels and packaging. All you're doing is using your computer to essentially take your customer's information and send it over to your supplier for them to send it to. Hmm. And it's just that easy. Once you get it really automated and going, it's, there's a lot of potential. All right. So my first, my first question is like, what about chargeback? So what about somebody who wants to like cancel an order? Do you get stuck with the item? Does the supplier take it back or how does that work? So what usually what I would say, and this is what I like to tell people is obviously with any given business, you're going to have about 1%, 2% fraud, yeah. you know, just normal. You have to account for it when you're doing your numbers. A lot of big businesses do. It's a big problem, but there's nothing you could really do. So there will be those Cases of fraud, you can fight, but you can't always count on winning. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of just the point of doing business. You know, if they do a charge back and there's the, you lost the item and hopefully it's only five or six bucks. Okay. Not a big deal because you have a thousand other orders. Yeah. Chalk it up as a little bit of a loss. Returning the item, what I would usually say is, you know, obviously it's, you're in the business of having superior customer service. And I think that the only people that are successful on a long-term basis mm -hmm. are ones that actually provide the value to their customers. Mm -hmm. People who actually provide that one step of service that, you know, the AliExpress manufacturer isn't because that's yeah. really what they're paying you for. Hmm. So it's not just like setting up as many websites as you can, tossing some Facebook ads out there and then like I running away. A lot of people have that idea. And I think it's a terrible way to kind of, and that's what gives it a bad name in general. Yeah. I think it's just, I, you know, when you're just doing it as like a quick money grab to try mm -hmm. and 
95% of the time, you really, I don't really believe that you would succeed. Yeah. And I feel like even if you do on a long term, it's going to not go well for you. I think that you really have to be, what I always like to say is if you treat it like a business, it'll reward you as a business, mm -hmm. as a if you treat it like some online random thing, it's going to reward you that way. So that's yeah. my advice with anybody who's starting into it, anybody who's getting started with it at all. Perfect. I really like the value add mentality because any project that I'm working on, I really need to make sure that I'm adding value to whoever is consuming whatever I'm producing. So I, I really like that you're taking that approach because oftentimes my association with dropshipping is not one of adding value. It's more of just like being a middleman or facilitating a, facilitating a transaction. But I, I like your approach a lot because it really does have that value add component to it. So that's really a, a new way for me to think about uh, the dropshipping business model, which, which I really like. One question I have about um, sort of like figuring out what product to sell is how do you, how do you deal with competition? Because I'm, I'm assuming with all of these YouTube videos that are out there, there are hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of people opening up dropshipping stores. Um, maybe if you opened one about dogs, there's probably also hundreds, if not thousands of stores for dogs. So how do you um, deal with that in, in finding products? So I think that competition in general is just a great thing, especially in a free market. I think that that's the only way people actually begin to innovate, right? Yeah. The only way people want to actually be different. You for sure. Take our real market, you know, people who aren't drop shipping, you have different car companies, you have different phone manufacturers, you constantly have endless competition. And in some segments you have more and in some you have less because obviously the barrier to entry is a little bit higher. A lot of people always come to me and say the same thing. Oh, is this market, you know, is this market saturated? Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to even be able to, you know, sell? And what my comeback always is, is okay. When you really look at e-commerce in general, the industry, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a multi-trillion dollar industry. It's huge. Yeah, so yeah. now you take one specific niche of e-commerce, like what you brought up was dogs. I mean, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. Sure. I don't the research, so I don't want to spew some random number, but <laughs> I'm sure it's enormous. I'm yeah. sure it's giant. So what I say is if you can take a quarter of a percent of a multi-billion dollar market, yeah. you're winning you're doing really well and you're really not making a splash at all. Nobody even sees you. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of my, you know, it might be saturated, but that usually means that it's working because people wouldn't be hopping on it. People wouldn't be doing it if it weren't. Mm -hmm. And you have to figure out, and it goes back to that point we brought up before with the value Yeah. Is that you have to figure out, you know, if he's doing, if they're doing this, if this company is doing this and if this company is doing this, what can I do? to kind of get to that next level, to kind of combat what, you know, buying from that other company. Hmm. How can I bring more value to my customer? And exactly. That if you really have that mindset with everything and if you really care about it and you're thinking that way, I think that you could be successful within any market. You know, obviously if you start going and selling fidget spinners after the trend has died, <laughs> You're not going to be so, you know, it's, there are trends. Yeah. Overall saturation is not really something I personally believe in because you can kind of make that case for anything. Yeah, completely. Have you tried chasing any trends like fidget spinners? Or are you mostly trying to aim for stuff that's more like 
like so, the longevity side of things. Yeah. So personally, I used to always. Really? Uh, about two years ago, I used to always just look for trends. You know, I used to hop on Google Trends. I would look up mm-hmm. what's coming up. Now what I have realized and I really believe is the future of dropshipping in and of itself is mm-hmm. creating your actual private brand, you know, actually labeling it, actually creating, you know, finding a product that works online, mm-hmm. knowing it works, ordering the product in, and now actually creating a brand around it, creating yeah. a business around it, having three-day shipping, having excellent customer service, 30-day free returns, you know, creating something that will be around two, three, four years and you can continually innovate on. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is kind of something that you move on to once you realize, oh, this product works with drop shipping. Now let me create a private brand around it. And it, and it takes it to the next level. And there's a yeah. lot more components. But what I always like to say to anybody who's looking to get into entrepreneurship and anybody that feels that, they're born with that desire, you know, that, that drive to be an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. is that it's a really great starting point into any business because it teaches you a lot. hundred percent, hundred percent. And a question that I I just remember that you sort of brought up here when you mentioned shipping is if you're sourcing these things from China, does it take a while for, for your customers to get the product? Yeah. So there's different shipping methods. There is yeah. one called ePacket, which okay. I always recommend using. It's about 12 to 20 days. And a lot of people will always come back to me and say, what? 12 to 20 days? Yeah. That's long. I don't know if that's I'd wait. A, a lot of people think that's going to be a huge problem, but at the end of the day, it really comes out to not be. Really? And as long as you're kind of transparent with your customers, and usually what I'll say is to say, you know, due to overwhelming demand, where uh, you know, it might take a few more days to get to you, 12 to 20 days. We source products from all over. And as long as you're kind of transparent and let them know, and you're not telling them they're going to receive it in three days and then yeah. in 20, they're not going to be angry because as long as they receive it and it's good and it's something that they ordered and it's good quality, mm-hmm. they'll be happy. Okay. That, that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, for me personally, I am definitely one of the people that like, if I see something as Amazon Prime, I am much more likely to buy that. Oh, yeah. But do you, do you, um, sell anything on Amazon or are you mostly just on your own websites? I'm mostly Amazon is a, I've always looked into it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really interesting. It interests me the whole FBA and and Mm -hmm. all that Amazon fun stuff. Uh, I never personally have gotten into it Okay. because another reason why is I don't kind of spread myself to so many things yeah. is I believe that if you focus, you're better off focusing on one thing rather mm-hmm. than spread yourself to five different, you know, vertical, like verticals. Yeah. And you don't even know what to do first. You're, you're kind of lost on. And I think in, it, in the whole picture in general, you'll lose the most important aspect of kind of business of itself, which is focusing on your business, focusing yep. on that one thing that's going to bring you the money, bring yeah. satisfaction, bring, you know. Yeah. You don't want to start, you don't want to get stuck being a jack of all trades, but a master of none because you're yeah. overextending yourself. And that's something that I'm personally working on a lot right now. I have a lot of different projects going on and I, I'm really this year, especially working, working on focusing in on like my top one, one or two that that I really want to go all in on and not trying to spread myself so thin. And that really comes with bringing on more people to my team and really just making sure that my attention is focused where I need it to be. So I think that's a really good thing that that you brought up. 
And bouncing off of that, do you, how do you decide when to open up a new store? Because you said you have multiple stores, yeah? Yeah. So at first, I used to think to myself, okay, I have one store doing, you know, X. Mm-hmm. I have one store doing, you know, this amount of money. If I open four more stores and just you get do them all to that point, you know, yeah. four times <laughs> the amount of money I'm making. And it sounds all great. You know, Oh, I'm making, you know, a hundred thousand dollars. Let me open four more, you know, four more stores on top of this one. I'll be making half a mil next year. There you go. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. It's a, Not quite. Cause it goes back to that focus thing. And I see a lot of people try and do this too, as they, they do one successful store drop shipping store or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And they go and try and replicate that. And it may not be that successful and it might hurt the existing store because now you're not focusing a hundred percent of your attention on that first store. Yeah. You're focusing 60% and then you're only giving really 40% towards the other store, but you're forgetting that when you started the first store, you were giving 100. Mm -hmm. See what happens. So I feel that although that it is important to have different sources of income. And I think that it's a great thing that everybody should achieve. I think that you need to really solidify that first store, that first business before you can move on to the next one. And you're better off kind of multiplying your current business rather Mm -hmm. than try and create off branches of other ones that don't do as well. Completely, completely agree with that. Uh, What is your, what does your day to day look like? So with all these different stores, uh, what, what are your personal responsibilities? What have you outsourced? And, and yeah, what is your, what is your daily responsibilities so, look like? Basically I like to get my day. I'm a morning guy. Same. I like to get my day started, you know, 7am I'm out yep. of bed. Um, uh, at my coffee right here, <laughs> uh, I get my coffee and I kind of just sit down. And the first thing I'll go through is any of the emails that I've received. Mm. So I'll go through my emails. I'll see if I, you know, obviously any sort of customer service, any sort of, um, I have students that I offer mentorships to. Mm -hmm. So they contact me on telegram. So I'll go through that. I'll kind of just brush through responses and that'll be kind of my first hour of my day. Then from there, I'm really working on what I brought up earlier, which is the private labeling, the private branding that I'm, I'm building right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting a lot of attention towards that. And I'll yeah. probably focus on that until about 12 o'clock, one o'clock on just, you know, going over the order fulfillment, uh, going over the advertising that I'm working on for that, uh, building the brand, setting up photo shoots for the products, just mm-hmm. day-to-day things with that. Usually when I'm done with that, uh, I'll grab lunch and then I will kind of enjoy the freedom. You know, I'll be able to go to the gym at one o'clock. So I'll go, I'll do a workout, have an hour because it's not as crowded. When you go at five, you can't even hop on a machine. (laughs) So I do, you know, kind of enjoy the lifestyle of being able to to enjoy myself. But at the same time, I'm 21 Mm -hmm. and I feel like from now until I'm, 30 like it's grind time yeah and uh and then from there i'll usually i'll head back and just dive into whatever needs to be done you know if there's more students contacting me and hitting me up i'll be answering them i'll be on my instagram dms trying to you know help entrepreneurs 
shooting me messages asking how they can get started. I'll be managing my store. I'll be managing my people who work essentially for the store and for me. And it'll be a day. What I love about it is every day is something new. Mm. There's no typical day. There's a typical schedule, but there's always something new. And that's just part of being an entrepreneur. It's part of being in business. And totally. Constantly 100%. keeps you on your toes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You got to be, you got to be on your toes. You got to be keeping up with whatever's yeah. going on and really just innovating, like you said. So uh, exactly. 100% agree with that. Before we wrap up, man, I have some questions I like to ask all of my guests. So without further ado, we're going to hop right into those. The first of which is what are you excited about right now? So this can be something that's emerging in like the global landscape, can be something in your business personally, can be a new trend in drop shipping, but like what's something that's, that's caught your eye that you're excited about right now? I'm excited. I have to say I'm really excited about one thing is I'm excited about the landscape of business in general and how it, it has changed. It is changing that it is totally possible for, you know, an 18 year old kid from the middle of the United States or the middle of anywhere in any country, yeah. not in that big city, not in that, you know, big university. Yep. And there's opportunity for that person to create an income online from their laptop, from their phone, that's actually sustainable, that's actually more than what most jobs will pay you. And if you really think about it, if you think about just human history in general, like that's never been a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like ever. Like there's no such time in, in the world that you can literally be in your underwear in your bed. And <laughs> I mean, really, other than the past, you know, since maybe 2000, maybe yeah. so, almost like 15, 20, there's been no real time that some 17, 18 year old kid with really no experience, yeah. not that much education, <laughs> or anything, be making more than the guy going, waking up at 7am every day, putting on a suit and tie and going into an office until five o'clock. Yep. And there's I see so it every much. day. There's so yeah. much opportunity. I see it with my students. I see it with people I know, and I see them putting up numbers that absolutely blow my mind. Like I'm, you're looking at this and a lot of people just think it's not even possible. Like that's insane, yeah. but it's, it's crazy. So I love that. I get such a good feeling every time I see that sort of thing. And I'm, I'm excited for what's to come from it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent, hundred percent. So do you have any habits that have served you well throughout either business or just your life in general? Any habits that, that have really gotten you to the next level? Um, I think a huge habit is definitely taking care of yourself. Yeah. Um, folk like going to the, making it a priority to go to the gym, to work out. I think it's really good for your mind. And yeah. I find that the times that I've went through where I didn't, I sort of went stir crazy. My mind was all over the place and I found that it actually hurt my focus and attention mm. at work or even at, at school at the time. So I think that's a huge habit um, that a lot of people should kind of prioritize more than they do. And I think that another habit is just focusing, focusing on getting to where you want to be and not giving up. A lot of people kind of lose focus, whether it's, you know, everybody has things that come up, whether it's family life, yeah. friends, relationships, you know, parties, because you're young, you're in college, you know, it, it's very easy to get distracted. There's a lot of distractions every single day. Yeah. So if you can maintain that focus and kind of block everything out when you need to, I think that's a huge factor, a huge key to actually being successful. Mm. 
any strategies that have worked particularly well or like little quick tips that you have on maintaining your focus? I think that one huge thing, and this is kind of tough because especially when you're working on your phone or your computer is to put on do not disturb and pretend yep. that you're not getting messages from people. Yep. Um, you can't really go on airplane mode because you're using the Wi-Fi. You know, I would say, you know, just turn the phone off, but you can't. Um, I actually know a few guys that have a business phone. So they have a separate, you know, phone for when they're kind of wired in and it, and it helps them. I don't, I just use one, uh, but I've always thought about it. I think that could definitely help if you can't really maintain the focus on yourself. It's a lot of willpower because obviously yeah. you have freedom to do whatever you, you would like. And I think that just kind of creating a set time every day and find that time that works for you, whether you're a night person or a day person and knowing from that time that all you're going to do is grind. That has yeah. helped me a ton because I know from 7am to about 12 or one o'clock, that's my time. Yeah. That's my grind hours. Like those are my hours where I get everything I need to just knocked out of the way. And for some people it might be seven, 7 PM to 11 mm -hmm. or 7 to 12 and they'll know, but when that seven o'clock hits, like it's time. Where is yeah. it? Do you, do you like use a calendar or a to-do list or any way to like schedule your time? Or do you just like know this block is for roughly these things? A huge thing writing down on a, um, on a notepad okay, or even jotting it down in your notes. I, I'm, I like writing sometimes, mm -hmm. most of the time, uh, writing down what you want to finish or accomplish the next day. Mm. So knowing when I'm done at 12 o'clock, 1230, I'll say, okay, tomorrow I need to do this, 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 and this, and I'm going to finish this, this, mm -hmm. this, this, and this. So let me write it down. And at the end of the next day, I'll go, did that, did that, did that, did that. And it keeps track. And if you save them, you can see what you've actually accomplished every day. So for, yep. for instance, with e-com, with building a store, you can say, you know, today I'm going to actually work on my FAQ page. I'm going to work on my product page. I'm going to find at least four products to import onto my store. And I'm going to create one campaign for Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. And now you can now cross that off. Okay. I did all of this yesterday. My goals for tomorrow are this keeps track of everything you're doing. So that way you can not only look back and see all of you've done, mm -hmm. but keep track of what you still need to every single day. hundred mm, percent. And one strategy that I actually used to use is I used to take a post-it note at the, at every, I think, no, every night I would take a post-it note and I would put three things. I make a list of three things that I wanted to do the next day and I'd put the date on it. And once I got the three things done, I would check them all off and I would put it up on my wall. And by the end of like two months, I had like 60 of these post-it notes all across my wall, just showing me all the things I'd done over the last two months. And it was just a really motivating thing for me. And I probably should get back into that because I think it worked pretty well, but uh, that's, that's a strategy that's worked really well for me. So um, I, I think, yeah, writing stuff down is, is really helpful to just like really ingrain it and really make it into something that you feel is real. Mm -hmm. rather than something that you just like type out and you're not that attached to. So exactly. definitely, definitely no, exactly. creates it. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Are you, are you consuming any content right now? Are there any creators, whether that be like books, blogs, videos, podcasts, or anything that you are consuming to, to better yourself and learn new skills? Always. Um, I'm always reading new books. I'm actually always reading old books that I've read before. Really? Yeah. I find that there are a certain few amount of books one, how to win friends and influence people. Uh, still I'll haven't read that. Still I'll try read that. and read that one once every year. Wow. 
every other year. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, that's yeah. classic. I'll try and read. Um, there are just certain books that I'll actually repeat and, and read just to kind of reaffirm in my mind because when anybody ever reads a book, they, they get so pumped about it, like mm-hmm. about the new things that they've learned and they start applying them into their next day. But what happens is over time, it kind of just wears down and they, they forget about it a little bit. Yep. So what I find is by actually going over and rereading it again, you know most of it because your mind remembers it once you start. Yeah. It just reaffirms that feeling again. So by doing that, hmm. you just start to, and these are only with like the best of the best. Don't get yeah. me wrong. You're not going to, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you're going to want to read the whole Harry Potter series once a year. But <laughs> I'm, I'm sure some people do. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, but you know, if you, with, especially with self-help and, just learning things. And as mm-hmm. far as content creators, I think there are a ton of guys that do what I do with, with teaching, um, you know, whether it be on YouTube, whether it be on uh, Instagram, whether it be just marketing themselves on Google. Mm-hmm. I think there's a ton of information because I'm constantly getting their, their you know, suggested videos every yep. time I'm on YouTube. <laughs> and sometimes I'll go and check it out and just see, you know, what's he saying? You know, what, what is his idea? Mm-hmm. A lot of the times we, we agree on about 90%. Like I could say, oh, wow, yeah, it's pretty much 90% of what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. this guy knows what he's, you know, <laughs> obviously works. And, but it's always insightful because there will always be one little thing that I'll pick up that, you know, this guy might do that I don't. And mm-hmm. I'll say, oh, let me try it out. Let me see if that. And I think that learning from people and creating almost a network of people yeah. that are involved in your industry, in your in what you're interested in mm-hmm. really helps you grow like mm. a lot faster. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I really like that. I really like that idea. And I might have to start implementing that a little bit more heavily in my um, personal consumption of content. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I like to hear from, from other business owners is one of the things that I do that I think is a little bit unique is every day I'll, I'll video DM like five to 10 people, just random Instagram followers, random people that are following me, just telling them that I appreciate them, asking them how their day is going and really just introducing myself. And that's something that, that doesn't really scale. That's something that I can't mass produce. I can't copy and paste a thousand of these videos and just send them all out. Uh, so I, I like to hear from other business owners what they do in their business that isn't inherently scalable. So is there anything that comes to mind as far as things that you do that, that can't be mass produced? Um, I would say, you know, I would say a ton of things that I do that can't be mass produced. One thing is my interactions with the people, not only in my programs, but maybe in my DMs on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, it's me. I'm talking to these people on my DM. Yeah. There's only one of me and I only have a certain amount of time. And you heard my day-to-day schedule. It's yeah. not like I have a bunch of time that I kind of just do nothing. Um, so one thing that I do that isn't inherently scalable is, is having a personal connection with the people that contact me. Having it be me, not, you know, people of my team texting yeah. on my DMs and trying to, but rather just go over and when people have questions if they're in one of my programs or whether it be when they contact me, they're talking to me and I'm giving them my exact word for word advice based on my experience and based on my experience with tons of other people. Yeah. So it's not something that, you know, I can go and unless I find a way to clone myself, (laughs) uh, it's not really something that I can basically scale, but it's something that I feel without, I wouldn't really have, 
the businesses or business that I have today. Mm, that's huge. It, it, yeah, that personal interaction is is massive, and people people recognize that. And and if they see that it's actually you, that that just makes a huge huge impact, and really just gives you a lot more credibility in their eyes. So I think that's an an essential thing that that you're doing. Last thing I want to wrap up with is um, where can people go to find out more about you? If they're interested in you, what you're up to and, and the projects that you're working on, where can people go to, to hit you up and, and follow up? So my number one most active area is my Instagram and that's the wolf of Wi-Fi money. All right. The username, um, my website, which tells a little bit about me, the programs that I offer, the things I do is learnwiththewolf.com. All right. And that's covers a lot about myself, how I got started, my exact story, my YouTube channel that I've been really trying to upload a ton of going back to that value factor again, yeah. a ton of value because that's the only way to grow anything. Uh, and you can just look up my name of the Wolf of Wi-Fi money on YouTube. And I've been trying to upload two, three videos every single week to help educate people just with a bunch of free content to get them started into the game and maybe add that little step that they're looking for. But Instagram, number one. <laughs> all right. hundred percent. I'll be sure to link all of those up along with the resources you mentioned in the show notes for this episode. So you guys can find everything that we talked about there. Michael, do you have any, any closing thoughts, any last words of wisdom for anyone that's looking to get into dropshipping or really just get into entrepreneurship? Um, what I could say is what Nike always says. Just <laughs> Seriously. And a lot of people don't. A lot of people who come to me and I see it a lot and they're, they're stressing out. They're, they're starting to overthink everything. They don't know which product to choose. They don't know when to start. They, they use it and it becomes procrastination. Mm -hmm. And what I could say is that if you're on the edge, you know, if you're hesitating, start right now. Go and, and create it and get started today, this second. Don't put mm. it off any longer because every single day that you put it off, you'll be regretting in the future that you did because you could have started that much sooner. There so you have it, man. Michael, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for all the wisdom you've been dropping on us, all the value bombs. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for spending your time on Young Smart Money today. Of course, it's been a pleasure. All right, so if you guys have been tuned in to Young Smart Money for a while, you might be sick of me telling you at the end of these shows to leave a rating and review and subscribe to the show. If that's the case, that's great because I have a new call to action for you. If you haven't yet done that first one, make sure you do pull out your phone, whatever you're doing, leave us a subscribe and a rating and review on iTunes. It means the world to me and it helps us get in front of even more people with this message that we are spreading here on Young Smart money. But my new call to action for you is that I have a, it's a blog and a course review site. Okay. So it's kind of like the Yelp of online courses. It's called the online course examiner. That's just onlinecourseexaminer.com. And what it basically allows you, you to do is to compare different online courses in different subjects, whether that be Amazon FBA, Shopify, drop shipping, social media marketing. You can compare all these different courses from all these different instructors and see which one is going to be the best fit for you based on seven different criteria that I use when I personally go through 
and, and vet all these courses, basically see which ones are most valuable and, and share those with you. So if you guys are interested at all in online courses or considering investing in yourself through an online course, definitely go check that out. Again, that's onlinecourseexaminer.com. It's kind of like the Yelp of online courses, and it's really going to help you compare and contrast all these different courses from a lot of the creators that you already know out there, and maybe even some creators that you haven't even heard of yet that are doing really, really amazing things. So guys, definitely don't forget to check that out, and don't forget to uh, subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and review in iTunes. It really does mean a ton, and uh, just have a wonderful day, guys. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, spend it here with me on Young Smart Money, and I hope you guys have a very, very wonderful day wherever you are, if you're walking the dog, if you're going to the gym, if you're, I don't know, whatever you're doing, traveling while you're listening to this podcast, wherever you are, have a wonderful day, and I'll see you tomorrow.